Welcome to The Conscious Investor. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Conscious Investor. I am so happy to have you here, and I am even happier to be featuring this week Alex Cunningham. Alex and I met because, well, we have a mutual friend, Lindsay, and Lindsay is also a podcaster and a friend of mine, and she said, Julie, you have to meet Alex, and I said, okay, I got to meet Alex, started listening to his podcast, and I was blown away because it's outside of my wheelhouse, and I think it's really important to step outside of your own comfort zone and what your world is and to meet other people and to learn other things, and so this week, I am so excited to be featuring Alex Cunningham. Alex, thank you, and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for, for inviting me. And yeah, like like you said, Lindsay is amazing for putting us in contact. I mean, she has a great circle of friends, and I'm just glad I was able to meet you. It is. Now, if you wouldn't mind, one, I love your podcast because it's about stocks. And I try to listen to podcasts on things that I don't understand. And stocks happens to be something that I really don't understand. And you make it very understandable and relatable and give so many amazing tips. I cannot believe the tips that you give away, um, you know, just as to, hey, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm not telling you, you have to do this. But I love what you are doing over on your podcast and the ease with which you teach everybody in the world. Um, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about what are you doing? What do you do in life? Who are you? <laughs> uh, so I am a father of two, first of all, that that immediately bumped to the top of the list when I when I had them. So I'm a father of two. Uh, and I'm an athletic trainer by trade. So during the day, um, I work at a high school and I cover all of their medical needs. So I do acute injuries, prevention, rehabilitation, documentation, education, all that, everything that has to do with sports. That's my day job. And I should say that's my evening job. My day job is looking at charts, trading, creating content, uh, particularly the podcast, the Market Adventures podcast. And yeah, I'm just a regular guy. And I think that's probably what makes it so relatable. I love that. And honestly, I knew about, you know, market adventures. I knew about the stocks, but I didn't know that you had this other, I feel like you're a superhero now (laughs) (laughs) by day or by night. I go by. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I, I bring, I bring both worlds wherever I go. So when I'm at school, I have my laptop open and I have some kind of uh, stock market content coming from it. So the kids at the school know that I actually participate in the stock market. It opens a lot of communication. If you can just help one more person get interested, um, I feel like I've made an impact. And the kids are the easiest person, people to talk to. That's amazing. And I, I couldn't agree more, you know, with influencing people just by nature of, hey, did you know about this? And yeah. and you don't have to, you, you know, you don't have to shove it down anybody's throats. Just, hey, this is it. It's just sitting here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And kids are so inquisitive. So what kind of questions do they ask? Uh, they just, I mean, I mean, the first two questions that they ask is, you know, you, oh, you trade stocks? And I, I should say it's changed now because now Dogecoin is the second question. It, it's something, something to do with some kind of uh, crypto is the second question or GameStop. And then it's, you know, can you make, can you actually make money trading stocks? 
And I think those are like the core questions everyone asks because that's what everyone is interested in is, is the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Right. Um, and I, I think uh, kids are no different. And then once they get past that, it just, well, how do you do it? What do you, what do you look for? Things like that. Once you get a little deeper. Next thing you know, you're going to be teaching a little mini course to high schoolers. <laughs> I would love to. So if, if in the future I could just uh, trade, that, that's the ultimate goal, trade stocks and educate and also coach. So I love track and field. It's a passion of mine. If I can coach and teach trading and teach investing, that would be like the, the best thing in the world for me, because I think more normal people like you and me should be interested in it. It's something, it's a, it's a lifeblood of living comfortably and enjoying your life it is investing. It's interesting. I feel the same way. And one um, little micro niche of demographics, you know, well, I'm tripping over my words, <laughs> but you know, one demographic that I see is um, women investors and women who particularly who maybe manage their homes, but they manage the finances, but they don't, it stops at the end of the family budget. You know, oh, we've paid the bills and we put money into savings instead of saying, hey, I am the CFO of my family and I I need to understand how to grow my family's investments and how to grow this money rather than just having it sitting over here in savings. So in a, that's like a complimentary vein to what you're describing right there. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And every time I speak with uh, women in general, uh, particularly my mom and my girlfriend, I say, you know, like you guys or you gals will be so much better. I mean, Wall Street is mostly, you know, older white men, but it really should be women because you guys have the patience to prevail at stocks, right? Stocks is very emotional. I'd say 90% is mental and emotions. 10% is actually looking at the screen. So when it comes to just sitting there and being patient and waiting and being very calculated, women are superior. I don't care what anybody says, superior in all aspects when it comes to the vital parts of being an investor, whether it be real estate or stocks. But I think it's just the, maybe it's the, I don't know if it's a fear or I don't know if it's just like a, or taboo, maybe the word it's worry about this and not worry about that. But I think I push as many as I can, Hey, learn about this, learn about this, learn about this. Cause ultimately if it was up to me, I would be the, I would be the one changing diapers and making food because it was just work so much <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, how how did you get into trading stocks? Tell us a little bit about that story. Okay. So, I mean, it kind of plays on what I just said. Like, I like I like being home. Like, I am. I would love to drop the kids off to daycare or to school. You know, put the backpack on them, put them on the bus. I love that. I love being home. Um, and for me investing seemed like the best opportunity to, to reclaim some of that time. Uh, so for me, it seemed to get started something right away. Stocks seemed like the quickest way to get started in some kind of investing. I mean, there are other ways, you know, like e-commerce, real estate, things like that. But to me, I've always Are you enjoying numbers. this episode? Where I've would your life be without content game, like this? Whether it be Help spread the word uh, by sharing on your social college platforms. Or and please tag Uno, me. If you're Happy not Julie to Holly. Match, it's it's going to be a screaming match eventually. It will be a screaming <laughs> match. <laughs> so like stocks just it just it jumped out at me. And then when I once I got interested, it it became it became kind of like a game that I wanted to not necessarily figure out cuz you can't figure it out, 
but just get a little bit better every single day. Um, and stocks put in the best opportunity for me. It's see, okay, once, um, and this could be an incorrect stereotype, but when I think about stocks, the bar- barrier to entry also seems lower than when I think stereotypically of real estate, you know, oh, well, real estate, I have to have a $50,000 minimum to invest or, you know, if I'm going into a big investment. Um, but when I think about stocks or some crypto, um, wow, I could just throw $500 at the and get started at this is that an incorrect stereotype or is that kind of what leads some people more that route you think i think i think you're right i think you're right absolutely i mean there are so i mean you're more in the real estate space than space than i am but in both avenues you can create money out of nothing right you can start very small and get big i think for some people it's hard to wrap your head around the real estate way of turning 500 into 5,000 versus the stock way of turning 500 to 5,000, right? And I think, uh, I think, like I said, the lower barrier to entry is, is absolutely an attractive um, part of the stock market. But I think there, there definitely are better opportunities out there. But I, I think for the beginner who's just like, how can I get started tomorrow? I think stocks are kind of the best mm-hmm. avenue uh, for them. So how did you get started? Did someone mentor you? Did you just, you know, decide one day, I, you know, I like numbers. I'm going to just start trading stocks, you know? Yeah, I love, um, I've always liked money. So I, th- I started uh, years ago just with like a Robin Hood or not, not Robin Hood, um, how the hell, TD Ameritrade and started very young, bought a stock here, bought an option here. Wasn't very good, lost money. I actually bought something for, it was a Peloton call option for 2022. And I bought uh, a $60 call option and I spent $60 on it, I think. Something something around that number. And if I had just waited, who knew COVID was going to happen? Nobody did. But if I had waited, that same $60 would have turned into like, I think it was like three or four grand, right? So for me, part of the, the lesson along the way when I first started was, I didn't have the patience. And then again, probably 2019, I started and I jumped back into it. And I was with a friend who was at the gym I was working at. And every day I saw him on his phone looking at stocks. And I was like, you know, I used to trade. Maybe I'll start again. And he and I, every day, we were like, we looked at each other at 930. We both got our phones that we were looking and, and watching. And we were just, it was kind of like a fun thing. And then when he left, uh, I just started going down the rabbit hole, you know, reading books again, reading bibliographies, watching YouTube videos, and then learning by fire, right? As it is, right? Putting in money, losing, making some, losing some, <laughs> right? And and to this point, I still today, right? I had an account that I blew up probably two weeks ago. I blew up an entire option trading account, went from X number to zero, took a week off, and then I'm back at it again this week. And I think it's, it, I don't think it ever, the learning process never really stops, um, but it's been, a, it's been a cool couple of years learning. That is really cool. And that's interesting that 
someone else, you know, that buddy that you were working with at the gym, that he had that influence over you. And then I'm thinking about you working with, you know, at the school system, you know, working around athletes and students, and you have your computer open, and they're having that curious moment themselves. So it's interesting how we all just have this ripple effect in life out to others. Yeah. And it's, and it has, it should be more positive like that. Right. Cause we have, right. we have so many, like my son bites his nails and I'm like, man, stop biting it. Where the hell did he get that from? And I'm driving and I, and I realize I'm driving, I'm biting my nails and I'm like, he's just <laughs> backseat. He probably looks in the rear view mirror and sees me biting my nails. Now I know where he gets it from. So we're all having an impact on our surroundings every single day. Uh, if we, we can choose the ones we have, though, some of, the, some of them we can be very conscious of. And for me, when I'm around kids, I try to be as very conscious about how I'm impacting them subconsciously, sub, subconsciously. And uh, for me, the stock market is something that I would love to have kids or finance in general. I would love to have kids start to pick up subconsciously and get more uh, curious about. Uh, we had a, a friend just mailed my kids uh Smart Kid, Rich Kid. I think that's it by Robert Kiyosaki. You know, it's a kid's version of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, apparently. Um, So it'll be interesting. But right, changing that framework about how young people think and interact and engage money. By the way, this is not a kid's book. I recommend a lot of kid's books because I used to be an elementary school teacher and I love kid's books, but this is not a uh, picture book. This is a book book. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to have to go through this with the kids, (laughs) you know, myself, like we'll have to do a family read. (laughs) Right. That's interesting. I read that book too, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I it's fun because that, that book had pictures. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the adult version had pictures. So it's interesting. His kids book would. Yeah, it has a few diagrams. I've thumbed through it. They just, they just got it this morning. So I thumbed through it a little bit and there's some diagrams here and there, but it's, it feels more like a book book. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, when you think about, you know, where you're going, you know, where do you, what are you striving to accomplish maybe over the next, you know, three, five years with, through your stock investing? Uh, well, in three to five years, I would love to be, I don't want to say completely free, mm-hmm. um, but I would love to increase that level of control over time where it ultimately is time, right? Cause that's what we're all fighting for. Um, but how, how I can spend that time. So I spent a lot of time investing in the, uh, in my children. So I have two different, uh, investing accounts for them, stock portfolios, for both of them, um, kind of nudging my mom to get her stock portfolio. So now I help her with her stock portfolio. Um, and then putting money away every single week to where I can manage paying the bills but also I have to, have to, have to, every paycheck money has to come out to go into these portfolios, these various portfolios. So in three to five years, uh, my son will be seven. Yes. Seven. If I'm doing the math right. Uh, so for, for me, the goal is to have something that he can now look at and say, wow, that's mine. And then get him interested in, okay, how do I learn to invest? I mean, at seven years old, he can only do so much. But to start piquing his interest in understanding finance. So in three years, I want my mom to not have to worry about uh, what she's going to do. Like I heard, I heard a story of somebody 
uh, having to move in with family at an old at an old age, and uh, how am I gonna how am I gonna be able to afford this afford that? I don't want her to worry about that. So regardless, I'm gonna be giving part of whatever money I make to her because you'll never be able to repay a mom. It's impossible. I've done the math. You can't. But if I can <laughs> help her, if I can help her be able to generate passive income, whether to real estate or through stocks, I never have to worry about her worrying. Um, and I guess for, for me in three to five years, after I've done worried about everybody else, I would love to just travel. I know it's super cliche, but I was eating ice cream at a Baskin Robbins last night. And I was, uh, my girlfriend and I were sitting in front of an Italian restaurant, which is right next door to Baskin Robbins. And I'm looking at the little Italian guy pulling the pizza. And I'm like, man, I want to go there. Like, I wish I could just say, hey, let's get on a plane right now. Let's go to the airport, get on the next flight, and let's go to Italy, London, Dubai, Tokyo. Let's just go. The stock market and just investing in general gives you that ability, right, to just to just go. So that that's do it me. from anywhere. Yeah, anywhere in the world, right? So for in three to five years, I won't be there, but I'd like to be a little closer. I would like to invite you, and I'm putting this out there to the whole world. It's not a challenge. It's an invitation for the two of us to partner on a children's book. Yes. We both yeah. have a passion to, to serve kids in some capacity. And um, so I would say, hey, I think we should collaborate and create a kid's book over the next few years on how to invest in general and an investment mindset. I would love that. I would love, my children have so many books. Half of them have become uh, food, chewing material. But <laughs> I, I look at these books, and I would love to be someone who could, who could do that because it's so impactful. That's the first thing that these kids see and they're trying to actively interpret. And if we could be on the forefront of that, that'd be that'd be dope. I'd love that. Wouldn't it? I agree. I think it'd be amazing. And I think part of it is also just like teaching these concepts in really simple ways and not even necessarily teaching all the vocabulary is just teaching this understanding of how things work, you yeah. know, through their normal kid lens. Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah. able to speak somebody else's language is is. I mean, you're an educator, right? Is the key to education. It's not so much what it is you're talking about is how do they interpret it? Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love what you were doing. I love how, you know, you're just, you're present where you're present and you're influencing and having this ripple effect on, you know, all these high schoolers on your own family and your, your heart, by the way, if you're listening to this, Alex's heart comes through over on his podcast. You need to be listening to it because it's honestly, it's the most, in, it's the most interesting stock podcast I've ever listened to because right. you're so just down to earth and real. It doesn't feel out of my reach or realm. And we know I'm not involved in stock. So it's like, I think I could, I understand what you're talking about. And I don't even know how I understand it. It's how you present the information. So it's extraordinary. I appreciate it. I think it helps. I didn't go to school for finance, so I'm not bombarded with, you know, uh, spell checking myself when I'm talking. It's just like, how would I, how would I understand this? And let me write that down. And I got the ums and the ahs and the you knows in there, but that's how regular people talk. 
It is. It is exactly. Well, as we wrap this up, um, this part, this part of our week long marathon with Alex, remember our listeners, um, you're going to come back and the next couple episodes are going to be more in depth on a couple of different topics with Alex. So you don't want to miss those, but in the meantime, Alex, how can listeners connect with you? Uh, so the easiest way is to go to uh, marketadventures.co. Uh, it's a new website that I've been working on. There you can find the podcast. You can find a free, completely free Discord where I talk about trading in the Discord and anyone can talk to me. You can find all the socials on there and I also do a blog. Uh, I would say it's monthly, even though I do publish several during a month, but there's at least one coming out a month. Uh, but everything's on marketadventures.co. So go check that out. And do you also coach people in some capacity? I do. I don't call it coaching though. So for example, okay. a guy named Carlos messaged me on Twitter and he sent me uh, enough that I had to scroll um, of messages telling me, oh, I'm looking at this stock, that stock, I'm opening a portfolio. And I simply pulled up all the stocks he was talking about and just gave an, uh, my thoughts on each one. No advice, but my thoughts on, I personally wouldn't have this stock in there because it's this, 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 and I like this stock. And that's just because he asked. I don't. I don't call it coaching. If you have a question, I'm going to answer it because it, it's it's what I would want if I asked somebody else a question. I love it. Somebody said I don't give advice, but I give my opinion. Yeah. It sounds like you have that same philosophy. You know, advice yeah. means one thing, but I can always give my share my opinion on on something. Absolutely, because nobody's infallible. You know, nobody's yeah. infallible. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Alex. And I am looking forward to the next segments to come. Everyone listening until next time, live big, love bigger. A lot of people missed out on my recent offering because they simply weren't on my investor list. Being on my newsletter list won't provide you with access to the deals I have. This is because 506B regulations require you and I actually discuss your investment goals or I can show you the deals I have. If you're on the fence about investing in apartments, schedule a call today at threekeysinvestments.com. If you think you're new, so you don't want to be on an investor list, you're missing out on opportunities to refine your ability to review offerings because you simply will never see them. So head over to Three Keys Investments and schedule a call.